Will and Christian in the morning. Ho, ho, ho. Good morning and happy December, everybody. It's officially Christmas. You know, we're coming in a little early today because of just how this year has happened. Anyway, Mary, Mary, welcome back to Will and Christian in the morning. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Will. And this year's coming to an end. This semester's coming Finally. to an end, Will. Final season. How we doing? Doing pretty well. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. It's been very busy and just hectic, but it's coming to a close. Um, no, yeah, it's been good. I recently celebrated my birthday, so I'm officially Woo! the big two one. Um, doesn't really feel any different, but um, but one of the cool things that happened was Christian actually got me a cameo of one of the actors on Community. Uh, Charlie Coons, who plays uh, Neil uh, from one of my favorite episodes, the Dungeons and Dragons episode, which unfortunately we can't watch anymore, but um, he was super nice. He even did the Will and Christian jingle, and oh, it was just so cool. <laughs> um, thank you again for that. Very cool. Um, of course, of course. But otherwise, um, I'm, ho- wait, I'm home now. It seems like for until next semester which it's it's gonna be home and see the family and everything um and now just studying for finals uh not looking forward to that but (laughs) i i don't think they're gonna be too bad they're all like open note take home type things which it means i'm gonna study less but (laughs) um i'm not too worried how about you that's gonna be helpful um i'm also not super worried the only thing that I'm a little annoyed by is I have two finals kind of back-to-back Thursday morning. I have one at 10.30 and then one at 1. So, you know, the the span of the finals will give you two hours. So that's 10.30 to 12.30. And then the next one is 1 to 3. Now, I'm not going to take two hours for both of those finals, but it is a little annoying that I have to do two it kind of in a row. Because my other finals, I have one on Wednesday and then two kind of on friday one i can really one i can take like any time that day on friday like from you know mid like 1201 in the morning to 1159 at night and then my other final i kind of have like until next sunday i can take it like any time between now and i think next sunday so i'm kind of chilling through most of my finals but that one thursday um not like worried but i you know i gotta focus on that but other than that you know classes are done so i'm kind of chilling you know just going through the motions but i'm happy that this year is or this semester and i guess the year of 2020 is almost over it's kind of crazy that it's december 2020 yeah it man it really does not like i i don't think if i went back to march i don't think i could imagine everything still being like this by now mm-hmm. um i remember when we we were gonna record troublemaker like the day we came back from spring break and then we were like oh well maybe we can come back after easter and we'll do it then and now it's um no. now it's no. not but um no that is strange but i'm happy the year's almost done yes me too. Okay, so now let's get right into the episode. So first off, a uh, couple episodes of Mandalorian that we'd like to talk about. Some big oh, reveals. Yeah. So I guess this is your spoiler warning, but like, come on, you should. You're, you you should already know. <laughs> yeah, you know. So let's start with not this past week's. So let's start with last week's the Jedi. Um, couple big reveals. First biggest one: Ahsoka Tano in live action very exciting um i mean i know you're not you're not like dealing with clone wars but you've watched a good amount what did you think of this live action portrayal of ahsoka tano it was so cool (laughs) um like even i'm only like i'm a few episodes into the fourth season of clone wars now so i mean i've gotten a good amount of non-annoying ahsoka um (laughs) and like i like her character now a lot and I know, like, even though I haven't seen all of Clone Wars, I know things that happened to her and, like, kind of her arcs, but mm-hmm. just seeing, and, like, people were expecting 
maybe she'll like show up pretty late in the episode or maybe she won't be in it a lot she was in the first scene um in the very first scene. and not only was she in the first scene but she was like kicking ass in the first scene and oh, immediately like pulling out the lightsabers doing crazy stuff and i don't know i think my biggest fear with it was that it would look dumb because like she's that's kind of a hard character to bring from animation to live action and besides like maybe a couple very little things i think it was pulled off like as perfect maybe as you could and rosario dawson just did i thought it was just an amazing job and i wanted I to come she back did a fantastic job. yes i'm hoping that she'll come back not like a whole lot because i don't want her to take away from the mandalorian original characters like i don't want too many um old characters to come back like we had bo which makes sense and ahsoka in this case makes sense um but another established character that was teased at the very end of the episode when ahsoka is battling the the lady or whatever she is like you know got her at lightsaber point and she says where is grand admiral thrawn and that that's a big deal I don't know. I like you didn't watch Rebels, and I know I the name, you, and I know that he's like a blue guy, but I don't really know anything he is about blue. him. So he's like a war tactician for the Empire, and he was in Legends, that was no longer canon. But then they brought him back for Star Wars Rebels, and he, you know, he was kind of there during the formation of the rebellion, and he sort of was like tracking uh, the rebels as they go, trying to find their home planet, and. He's like smart, really smart and whatever. But at the end of Rebels, which I will spoil because I don't, it's not really worth going through watching. Well, I might watch I it. I mean, you can spoil it. I'll take my headphones off for a second. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, you know what? Never mind. No, that's what? okay. That's okay. No, okay. I won't spoil it. But like, I don't know. At the end, like Thrawn like disappears. So okay, that's fine. Where yeah. so she's trying to find Thrawn. So that's a big deal that he's coming in um to the show somehow i don't know uh another big reveal from this episode baby yoda's name what do you think grogu um i like it i don't know i want i want to know what you think because i i talked a lot about ahsoka but like i i thought it i i think it's fitting (laughs) yeah i mean i think it's it sounds star warsy like i'm sort of like at first i'm like grogu but then by the end of the episode i'm like okay i'm used to it and like I think it kind of fits with other Star Wars types names, um, and it's cute. I hope it is cute, and I'm glad now people can hopefully stop referring to him as Baby Yoda because he's not a Baby Yoda. I saw this. Ugh, I I saw Uh-oh. this one tweet. Someone was like, "Just found out Baby Yoda isn't Yoda as a baby. Don't hit <laughs> me up." And I'm like, "How? That just made me mad." Like. You can just Google it. It's not that. <laughs> well, so Grogu. Um, so the Jedi was a big episode, but arguably an even bigger episode was the next episode this past Friday, the tragedy. Have you ever um, heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis <laughs> the Wise? I don't know. I thought not. But um, probably a couple big things. Uh, the glorious return of Boba Boba Fett, played by Tamora Morrison, who of course played Jango Fett in the prequels and all the clones and that so that makes sense because Boba is technically a clone of Jango um Boba said the I'm just a simple man trying to find his way through the universe just like Jango said uh Boba got his armor back and he was awesome um but you know I want to see what you think of this because it's another kind I know they like tease it the first episode of the season but this is another established dead character brought back yeah. What do you think of that? So I've never been a huge like Boba Fett fan. Like he's fine. Um, but I re- I liked what they did with him a lot. I liked that he talked about Jango Fett and like did the line, um, and that they like finally they made it canon that Jango Fett was a Mandalorian because mm-hmm. I know that that was something. I think it's in the Clone Wars or something that like I think George Lucas has said in the past that the Fets are not Mandalorians, but now they technically are because um, they're foundlings which i think yeah. makes sense yeah so it's i think not it like does. they weren't like 
like they're not blood Mandalorians, but they're like raised by Mandalorians. So he's as much a Mandalorian as Din Djarin Mando is. They're both foundlings. Yeah, and um, all of like I think, I mean, in the original trilogy, Boba Fett doesn't do anything, so it was cool to see him like in action. They, oh my god, he was so yeah. oh. Like when he had that, like before he got his armor, he had that stick, and he's just like, boom, just like smacking stormtroopers, he's like breaking the helmets. Oh yeah, and um, the only thing that was a little strange was like, the armor doesn't look right on him anymore. Yeah, Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, and I like like slave one flying around, and I want them to do like a seismic charge at some point, just so you can hear that Mm -hmm. big like. Again, <laughs> and I also I also like how they brought back Fennec, whatever last the Mingna Wen character. Yeah, because obviously I love Mingna Wen, and I think she was really. If she had died, back in season one, I think that would have been a real waste of her character and the talent. So I think that was kind of cool to see her come back, and that confirms the fear that everybody had that it was Boba Fett who like walks up at the end to get her, and then of course big tragedy other than the razor crest getting blown up um grogu gets taken so now we'll see in the last i think two more there are two more episodes in this season and so we'll see what happens but it's very exciting two very action-packed um episodes and one thing that i noticed the guy who directed the last episode this this one past episode, Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> is also the director of Spy Kids and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, so I thought that was a pretty interesting connection. There. Yeah, I think a lot of the action scenes you can kind of tell that that's like his style of like a lot of slow mo like yeah. whip arounds uh, of Boba Fett like smashing people. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was, but it was very very cool. Okay, but that's. Mandalorian. Wait, I do have one more thing on. Oh, sure. So, you all know me. I'm a spoiler seeker, except less so, less so recently. And um, I found out that I hadn't found this until after the episode. But someone like a couple months ago posted online and said, "Hey, like my friend is a stunt man or something on this show," and he found out that Baby Yoda gets a name this season, and his name is Grogu. And everyone in the comments went like, "You're full of it. That's so stupid. That's <laughs> never gonna happen." And then everyone went back to it, and they were like, "All right, uh, you're sorry." But I find that hilarious because, like, I think if I saw that, I would not have believed that Baby Yoda's name is Grogu. Grogu. That's like, <laughs> but I'm glad. I, I'm kind of glad that it is. <laughs> yeah, I think Lucky's will have a name. Yeah. Um. So next up some big marvel news um well actually there's been a lot of marvel news but um daredevil the marvel netflix show the rights to the character are now back with marvel as a whole so there was a contract with marvel netflix um because he was like in the tv show i guess they weren't able to use him in the movies uh and Mm. now uh now that like a certain time has passed they have the character back now so they can bring all those characters if they want to into the movies and so a lot of people are thinking that matt murdoch aka daredevil uh is going to be in spider-man 3 as peter parker's lawyer after the whole mysterio did he kill him thing uh and charlie cox and vincent d'onofrio they both want to you know play the characters again daredevil and kingpin um what do you think about this christian well, I absolutely love the Daredevil show, and I would love to see both these characters, both the actors return as these characters, especially Kingpin, because I think now that if he's back with Marvel, mm. they can... Oh, don't! I just thought you were going to say it's a spoiler. No, 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 it's not okay. a, it's not a spoiler. Now that um, the character's back with Marvel, oh, okay. I think that they could use... <laughs> I don't know what you thought. I, was I thought you were say. gonna say like Kingpin's back with I don't know like some other character. I don't know. Oh no 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 no. Um, I just think it would be cool to see Kingpin show up in like a Spider-Man movie because Kingpin is like a classic Spider-Man villain as we saw in the Spider-Man video game or into the Spider-Verse. Um, I think it would be cool to see him interact with Spider-Man, and I just love Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin, and I love Charlie Cox as 
uh, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, and I think it would be really cool to see them in the MCU. So, yeah, good um, to it. I actually just started watching Daredevil like this past week. Um, I had seen like a couple episodes in the past, but then I like never got into it. But now, now that there's a chance that they're going to be in the movies, I'm hunkering down and watching all the Marvel Netflix shows. Um, <laughs> And I'm, like, already almost done season one of Daredevil, which is surprising for me because it takes me forever to watch anything. That's really Um, good. I think I'm, like, I have, like, a few episodes left. But I love Matt Murdock, just, like, his personality and uh, all, like, the fighting and everything. I still haven't gotten to, like, the hallway fight that everyone talks about yet. Mm. But is that in season one? I I believe so, yes. Okay. Um, So looking forward to that, but... Mm-hmm. uh kingpin i they, they're just so well acted um that i would like to see them back but it is strange watching a marvel show where like there's gore and people's like heads getting bashed into cars and stuff like oh. it's it's so much more violent than i thought mm-hmm. <laughs> um but definitely looking forward to like getting through all those shows for sure um, since we're talking about Marvel, let's just we have a couple more points of Marvel news. Let's just go through that. So, uh, WandaVision now has a release date uh, confirmed yeah. to be releasing on Disney Plus January fifteenth. Uh, it'll be weekly, like The Mandalorian is. Uh, this first season, or maybe the only season, I don't know. Uh, six episodes, about an hour each. So, I, like I remember when this was first being talked about kevin feige described it as like a six hour long marvel movie so i think like the six episodes hour each makes sense so that's very exciting that now we have a release date and it's coming soon now so i'm really really excited for that this uh this might be one of the shows where i just have to stay up till 3 a.m and watch it on my (laughs) own and then watch it with you guys like we'll see no um Mm -hmm. i'm I'm. I really was not like a big. We've talked about it. We're both not huge like Vision people, right? Or like Wanda. No, I do not like Vision. Yeah, and I don't know why, but they've grown on me. And like, I think I'm just so Marvel starved that I I'm just like cannot wait for this show. Uh, and I'm a big like like old sitcom type. Like I like that mm. aesthetic. But it's soon. Very soon. Very exciting. Um, the other big Marvel news is that, well, like, a few of the films have started filming. Like, Spider-Man started filming, um, and Hawkeye, the new Hawkeye show, um, has also started filming with Haley Stein, Stein, uh, Steinfield confirmed to be Kate Bishop, which is kind of Hawkeye's apprentice. This was an act, like, casting choice that everyone wanted and Marvel wanted, but for a while it seemed like maybe it wouldn't happen um, because of, like, scheduling things, but... Uh, set photos released, and it is official that she is playing Kate Bishop. There's also another thing, and I don't know if you saw this, and I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but it's in the photo, in the same photo, but Hawkeye is wearing, like, a hearing aid. Mm-hmm, um, I did see that. So people are expecting now that Hawkeye might be, like, losing his hearing in this show, which is a kind of arc that's in the comics, um, which would be, like, really interesting to see. Um, and then... There is a dog with them in the set photo that is named Lucky the Pizza Dog. I don't know what the story behind this dog is, but everyone seems to love it. So I feel like it could, maybe not as big as like Baby Yoda popularity, but Pizza Dog might be the next meme once the show <laughs> comes out. It does um, seem pretty cute. Yeah. Hawkeye is another character that I don't care that much about, but I'm also really excited for this. I am very excited. Um... I mean, I haven't seen Haley Steinfeld in, I think I j- I've j- only seen her in, like, Pitch Perfect 2 or something, but, like, you mean you oh, no, I saw Bumblebee? her in, uh, I did not watch Bumblebee. <laughs> I saw her in, I think she was in Edge of Seventeen, that movie. It was some coming-of-age movie, but, like, I like her. She's in Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, she plays She's Gwen. Gwen yeah. yeah, there you go, so, boom. Uh, I'm excited to see her. Another thing, I don't know if you saw this, another piece of casting news, uh, Yelena Bol whatever I don't I forget her name the, the Yelena, Florence Pugh yeah. yeah from yeah Yelena from the whenever it'll be released Black Widow movie apparently is confirmed to show up on the Hawkeye show which I think is very interesting I guess it sort of makes sense because of Black Widow and Hawkeye's relationship throughout 
the MCU. Um, I guess we'll see what happens in Black Widow again whenever it comes out. <laughs> uh, um, <yeah. laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. But I thought that was sort of an interesting piece of casting. Actually, I have like another kind of piece of news that's not on here that relates a little sure. bit because uh, Warner Brothers or like HBO or what whoever owns that just announced yesterday or the day before that all of Warner Brothers movies that are coming out in 2021 will be released on HBO Max at the same time as they mm. release in theaters. So yeah, um, Dune. The new Matrix, um, I think Wonder Woman, like all yeah, the a bunch of big movies are coming out like on HBO Max, and I'm thinking or people are thinking that Disney might, in like, not retaliation I guess, but like to compete, they might put Black Widow on Disney Plus, um, hmm. without Hopefully making you pay maybe for, for cheaper. I know yeah. that's ridiculous. I would still pay for it though, but. Oh, well, yeah, I have to. Um, but that's, like, a huge deal. Like, they Dune was going to be their big movie of the year, and it's just going to be on HBO Max. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if Black Widow goes the same way. I guess we'll see. Uh, okay, so a couple more things before we get into the episode. I just want to just make a little quick note. This came out uh, sometime this past week, maybe last week. Um, Elliot Page, uh, comes out as transgender. He was the, uh, he was in X-Men Days of Future Past. I think Juno was another movie, but I just kind of wanted to like, you know, put it out there. Just, you know, it's not, his name is Elliot Page and he's going to continue working on Umbrella Academy, which he's in. I need to watch Uh, that. I haven't seen that. I need to watch that. My dad just said, watched it. He said it was extremely good. So I'm gonna mm, check I've heard very good things, but um, I just kind of wanted to like put that out there. Yeah, good for him. Um, so yeah, good for him. So I'm I would say I'm like a massive be... fan of his work, but like <clears throat> I liked him in X Men, and I'm probably gonna like him in um Umbrella Academy. But I'm yes. looking forward to see like what he does. Yes. So good for him. Yeah. And then last bit of news. On November 20th, the Animaniacs reboot released on Hulu. Um, this was something that I think we were both looking forward to. We're both mm-hmm. like fans of Animaniacs. I'm especially like, I haven't watched a ton of the old show, but I like a lot of the songs and like the meta humor and all that. And I haven't finished it yet. It's 13 episodes. I know you did, though. Um, what do you think? It. Uh, it was very good. I think that. Um, you know, they tried to stay on top of, you know, the topics and pop culture as much as they could, because, uh, as they say in the show, uh, the, the show takes place in 2020, but the writers wrote it in 2018. So one funny part of like one of the first songs they sing is like a catch up song, like catching up to today from the nineties where they, oh, it's not a song about catch up. No, (laughs) (laughs) ha ha. But, um, so they, like, sort of catch up to 2018, and they're, like, the writers are writing this in 2018. What happened in 2020? Let's just make some educated guesses and see if we're right. So it's obviously nothing like they they could not have predicted this global pandemic or any of this happening. But I think they do a pretty good job, um, on, like, staying, you know, relevant. And it's, it's funny. I really enjoy it. They make some adult jokes, which I think are very funny. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's uh, it feels like besides maybe the voices being a little older, and like the animation looking a little yeah. different, it feels like it. They just picked it back up and started doing it again. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't exactly. feel extremely like a reboot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they even make fun of it. They're like, "We're selling out, and we know it, and we don't care." <laughs> um, but I yeah I need to finish it. But I'm I've enjoyed what I've watched so far a lot for sure. And there's yes. gonna be another season next year. I or? think next year. Yeah, I'm not so sure, but sometime. Keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Okay, now let's get into our main topic. We're talking about Christmas stuff because obviously it's December now. Again, crazy. Uh, Christmas <laughs> is coming up, and we thought we'd give you a little early Christmas present and 
you know, get in the spirit of the season. Ho, uh, ho, 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 and I cannot stress this enough. Ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so obviously here on Will and Christian in the Morning, we talk movies, TV, music, any of that pop culture stuff. So I think that's a good place to start. Will, what was your favorite Christmas? What's, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Um, that's hard. I think I am going to have to say Elf. Oh, that's perfect. It's, yeah, and I don't know if that's also yours, but that's on, that's the first one on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, Elf was our family Christmas movie. We, um, like, we had it on DVD or whatever, and every Christmas we would watch that uh, as a family. Uh, I always thought it was hilarious as a kid. I haven't watched it in a few years, though. Like, we kind of stopped, but I feel like that's all. I think a lot of people say it's overrated, but I feel it's it's like the perfect Christmas movie. I completely agree. This was also my family Christmas movie. Like, we just rewatched it as we, like, put up our tree and started decorating. Um, It's kind of our Christmas comfort movie. Uh, I think it aged really well. Something that I didn't know or I didn't realize before that this movie is directed by John Favreau and he's in the movie. Oh, he's the doctor. Yeah, he's the he's the doctor, which I didn't realize. And I just think that's so cool. John Favreau does a lot of cool stuff. But uh in case you haven't heard of this movie, Elf classic Christmas movie starring Will Ferrell, um Zoe Deschanel, I think that's her, right? Yeah. Um I don't know the name. I don't know the actors of the other people. Uh, Ed Asner plays Santa. Uh, Peter Dinklage is in it in a really, really funny scene. I think Amy Sedaris is in it for Amy like Sedaris is. She's the secretary. Oh. Um, but it's basically about uh, a guy named Buddy, Buddy the Christmas Elf, who is um, sneaks into Santa's bag when he's a baby, and he gets brought to the North Pole. So he's a human raised as an elf. And then when he's an adult, he is told that he's not an elf, he's a human, and his dad lives in New York, and his dad's on the naughty list. So uh, Buddy goes on an epic uh, adventure to New York to visit his dad, and his dad's like, I don't know who you are, you're crazy. And then, I don't know, they save Christmas, basically. You know, like, typical Christmas movie stuff, but... Yeah, typical Christmas I, movie activities like getting a paternity test. Getting um, a paternity and, test. <laughs> yeah, um, and going to jail. And uh, getting drunk in a mailroom and eating <laughs> gum off the street. Uh, it's a very it's a very funny movie. Um, like Will said, uh, it's my family's Christmas movie. I watched this when I was a little kid. We watch it most Christmases. Um, but I think you should go watch it. It's very, very good. Yeah, yeah, it's very quotable too. Like we, a lot of times, we'll say like "son of a nutcracker" <laughs> in our house, or, or um, throughout the cotton-headed ninny muggin insults. Yeah, and I always like like bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> like when someone's going somewhere, and then I always get a response too. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Mister Neville. But uh, I also like little fun fact: the snowman, like who kind of narrates some of the movie. Mm-hmm. used to he's unfortunately passed away but like he used to be neighbors with one of my relatives like <laughs> i never met him but they lived like extremely close to him i feel like your family always has these like weird random connections yeah. to celebrities. <laughs> i know uh wait like what else That's cool. uh wasn't like your your aunt knew kevin bacon or something uh no my mom saw kevin bacon <laughs> once but him. um and then they filmed um the live action avatar oh, and, uh, yeah. the last airbender movie they filmed it like in your hometown and i don't think i've ever right? said this on the show but like tony hawk and tony stewart they filmed a commercial like at my great grandma's house years ago and she got to meet them <laughs> um so cool. i do have these weird connections i guess but yeah they used to the guy's name is leon redbone um he was like he's a musician or he was a musician um but like they knew him and they would like talk to him and stuff sometimes which that's i think that's bizarre but also cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's very cool um Um, so i want to bring this up um this was another movie from my childhood it is a sequel to rudolph the red-nosed reindeer called rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and the island of misfit toys and i have this movie on dvd uh it's very weird and i but i like specifically remember it 
Um, I I'm looking up the Wikipedia. I want to like read like a little plot synopsis. Uh, Ralph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in the Isle of Mr. Toys is a 2001 American-Canadian Christmas computer animated adventure musical film. What? Um, the film takes place after the events of the original sp- special, despite Rudolph and Clary's appearing younger in this film than they did at the end of that special. The f- film thus revisits classic characters like Yukon Cornelius, Hermie the Elf, now a dentist, and Rudolph, who is now famous in the Arctic Tundra. Um, I'm trying to find a... There's like a long plot. I... I gotta read. Um, so there's this villain called the Toy Taker, and he's stealing all the toys from um, Santa's Island, or from the North Pole, and Santa's workshop, claiming that he's saving them because children eventually outgrow their toys and throw them away. Kind of like in Toy Story. Okay. How, you know, Lotso Bear was like, you know, the kids are just gonna throw you away. Um,. So then the toy taker, so like Rudolph, Clarice, Yukon, and Hermie sort of go on this adventure to take down the toy taker. Um, and I don't know, it's a very strange movie, but um, I like specifically remember watching it. I'm looking at the cast Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie, and Rick Jeez. Moranis. What Rick Moranis is the toy taker. Um, I don't really recognize any of the other names but this is very very weird i don't know it's like i it's a specific weird memory that i have in my head and it was also a musical so there were some songs and i remember like with this one song when they were singing about the island of misfit toys which was this island where all the toys would go after they're thrown away um it's mostly like broken toys or like malfunction toys i just looked this up and it looks so cursed. <laughs> it is very, it's very cursed. I kind of want to rewatch, re- rewatch it now, but it's. I watched that when I was a little kid, and it's just sort of ingrained in the back of my mind, just vaguely. Um, but I wanted to mention that since we were talking about definitely. I'm trying to like. Here's, have you ever watched the Snowman? Not the horror movie from a few years ago, <laughs> but um. It was an animated movie from like the eighties or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a short, which it's not like Christmas necessarily, but it's this kid who um, makes a snowman and it comes to life, similar to like Frosty. But instead of like taking him around town, the snowman like picks him up and they just start flying. Uh, Wait, this looks familiar. I just looked it up. I feel like I've seen this. There's a song that plays while they're flying, which is like. We're walking in the air. Yeah. Wait. This. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I and, kind of remember this. And at the end of the, I think at the end of the short, like the snowman dies, which is like <laughs> really sad. But um, since this was nominated for best I mean, animated short film at the eighty-two Academy Awards. Really. Wow. Um. The only reason that I ever saw it is because our we had a music teacher in elementary school who would show us it every year. But, I feel like my music teacher also showed me. Like I feel like well, I feel like I watched this in elementary school. God, yeah, look at this. It's I don't know. I I haven't watched it in so long, but I that just like even listening to the song or seeing a clip from it like gives me so much nostalgia. Um mm-hmm. the animation style is like super cute. Um I forget. I'm looking now. I want to I don't know if the snowman dies. Yep, he dies. He melts. Um yeah. oh, so sad. But Oh, it's such a cute like it's like a cozy feeling movie just the way that mm-hmm. it's animated um, it looks very nice that does kind of bring me back i can't place where exactly but that kind of brings me back to you know exciting Chris- christmases from childhood yeah um i guess otherwise we watch charlie brown christmas a lot because it's usually mm-hmm. on like abc or something I'm a big Peanuts fan, so like the holiday Peanuts movies, I'll always give a watch, um, and especially like the Christmas time is here, so like so many classic songs from those. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, Rudolph and Frosty, I never watched as much. Like they were on all the time, and like Heat Miser and Snow Miser or whatever, I didn't really ever watch. But um, I am a big fan of like that claymation uh like those stop motion christmas movies um, and i like that they like do that in elf with the uh, north pole like creatures mm-hmm. like mr narwhal 
Yeah. Is there any other like I'm trying to think of other classics? Um, uh, Christmas Story. I I have never seen that actually. Well, I that I I remember I asked for it for Christmas and I got it on DVD, but I just never watched it. <laughs> yeah. So I my, have it on DVD somewhere, but I've never seen a Christmas movie. That's my mom's favorite Christmas movie, I think. So we'll watch that a lot. It kind of like upsets me, or it used to upset me as a kid. Why? Like I don't know why, but like the kids go through so much stuff. Like, uh, like the tongue on the, like pole, and like at that spoiler, I guess, the end of the movie, the kid gets like the Red Rider BB gun, and then he almost shoots his eye out. Like they say he'll do. Like I don't know. Say a lot of scenes of kids just like crying, (laughs) so I would be upset. But my parents always said that I, when I was little, like a toddler, looked like the kid from a christmas story because i had like blonde hair and glasses that was voice crack um but that is a great movie and a lot of like quotable scenes and things like that oh my god i so i'm just like googling classic christmas and i just got this huge nostalgia rush so there's this short animation called the little drummer boy it's like sort of like a claymation kind of style thing but I like specifically. I remember this, and I don't. Oh, I gotta. I don't think I've ever seen this. So it is. It was a TV special. Just looking at the Wikipedia on NBC, based on the song, uh, obviously. Um, but it's just like about the little drummer boy, and it's sort of a um, it's like claymation kind of stop motion in the style of like the Rudolph specials. Um, but like, I don't know, like. I specifically remember watching it, and I just saw, like, the picture, and I just got, like, a huge nostalgia rush. <laughs> it's, um, like, I, it's just the story of the little drummer boy. You know, the drummer boy goes to, you know, the nativity scene and plays his drum for baby Jesus, but I, I just, oh, my God, I, wow. Did, um, I feel like when we were kids, either on, like, ABC or Disney Channel or something, the movie that they would constantly play was the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Oh, great movie. Um, yeah, great film. I was always a big fan of... I don't know if I even ever watched it all the way through, but I'd always see like the beginning or the scene like when they first get to the North Pole with the elves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always been a big fan of those. I don't even remember what happens in the second or third one, but... Um, I don't remember the second one, but I remember the third one is when Jack Frost comes and he takes over as Santa Claus. Oh, That's no. the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. <laughs> um, I don't remember what happens in the second one, though. But the first one, I think, is a classic. The second one might be Mrs. Claus. Like, comes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. All I remember is that that movie is the reason that I didn't spell Santa Claus right for, like, most of my life. Because <laughs> um, I always thought there was an E on the end because of those <laughs> movies. Really oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Um, let's transition to some Christmas TV specials. Um, sure. These are ones that, like, maybe we were a little older and we watched. Uh, one that I remember watching a lot was the Chris- the SpongeBob Christmas special, Christmas Who, which I also think is a classic. Is that the one where they do the song? Yes, they do the song. So in that episode, um, if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's almost Christmas time, and so Sandy's all excited because she's from, you know, the land, but <laughs> nobody in Bikini Bottom knows what Christmas is, so Sandy explains it, and then SpongeBob gets all excited, and he gets everybody excited to see Santa, but Squidward, of course, is like, you know, Scrooge-type, like, you know, Santa's not real, it's not happening, and then Santa doesn't come, um... And everybody in Bikini Bottom is disappointed, especially SpongeBob, and SpongeBob's really upset. So then Squidward uh, pretends to be Santa Claus and gives away, like, everything in his house to random people in Bikini Bottom. And then um, at the end, like, Santa does come, and he's like, thanks for picking up the slack, Squidward. But I think that's a – it's a classic um, cartoon TV special. Uh, it's got some great songs, of course. Absolutely. Um the this christmas feels like the very first christmas to me that is probably ingrained in my brain forever um is this also the episode with the gorilla costume at the end am i going crazy i think that is the that's a different episode oh that's the the when spongebob like 
breaks his butt and oh. he just stays inside all the time. Yes. I thought, I don't know, there's an episode with like a very realistic gorilla outfit and I don't know why I thought it was the yeah, Christmas that was, one. That was that. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's that. There's also the um, Don't Be a Jerk, It's Christmas, which I guess oh, is like yeah. the uh, the later, not as good one, but I, there was a guy, I remember there was a stop motion music video. Oh, I loved the song. That was, yeah, another great song. Um, I still hear it every so often. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. mo- like sometimes it'll be in like somebody's video or something. But yeah, sometimes, um, sometimes I think like around Christmas time when I was in high school and like my mom was teaching us and someone like did something mean, she'd be like, "Don't be a jerk. It's Christmas." <laughs> we still kind of say it sometimes. Nice. Um, uh, another Christmas special that I remember watching a lot from Nickelodeon was the Fairly Odd Parents christmas special christmas every day did you ever watch that i definitely have because i used to really love fairly odd parents but i don't remember what happens in it um so uh so it's christmas and timmy sings like a song about how christmas is and he's like oh i wish every day could be christmas because like you know he doesn't go to school there's no vicky it's just him and his parents and then the end of the song cosmo wonder are like well he said i wish so then (laughs) Every day becomes Christmas, and Timmy kind of goes crazy because he gets tired of the constant Christmas every day. And then all the holiday icons like the Easter Bunny, um, Cupid, and all those magical Christmas beings, they all get mad at Timmy. And they, like, go to kidnap Santa. Um, And then I think he, like, unwishes the wish or something. But, like, it's a – he, like, saves Santa, and then, like, everything goes back to normal. But that was a – that's a fun Christmas special because I also loved um, uh, Fairly Odd Parents as a kid. Like classic. Nice. Um, one Christmas episode I haven't watched it a ton, but I like a lot is the Futurama like Christmas ones because mm. one of the big like jokes of it is that they have Santa in the future, but he's actually a killer robot who hunts you down at late <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> so they do like a song. It's like instead of santa claus is coming to town it's santa claus is gunning you down um (laughs) and i think like one of the things is that bender the robot like almost gets killed by him or something but instead of like going out and buying gifts they barricade the house at christmas and like i don't know i just find that funny but um a big one that we like are the community christmas episodes of course classics but the best one arguably being uh Regional holiday music, the Glee Club episode, um, so many good songs. Wow. Baby Boomer Santa, the Christmas rap. Um, um, even I like the one that the choir sings to Shirley. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like our public school won't tell us whose birthday is today, and she's like, mm, they don't go tell you. Um, <laughs> oh, and. Also, Abed's uncontrollable yeah, Christmas. I, I kind of just of forgot that. about that. I didn't think of that when writing this, but like, I think that is just such a fantastic Christmas special and like such a fantastic episode of the community. Um, that's it's really good. If you guys don't know, um, in the episode, it's uh, claymation and Abed sort of notices like, guys, why are we claymation? And then you know everybody's like. I don't know, we were going crazy because no one else sees it. And then they sort of go on a journey because Abed is uh, maybe going to get kicked out of Greendale if he doesn't, like, get his act together. So they bring him in for a an intervention. And uh, Professor Duncan, who's, like, the psychology professor played by John Oliver, he kind of, like, hit with, not really hit with – he, like, kind of plays into Abed's um, elite delusions and sort of tries to find out why Abed is seeing everything in claymation and it's a really sweet episode uh it also has uh a couple good songs one at the very end which is very good oh yeah um but it's a a, it's a very good christmas special that sort of plays off the tropes of other uh, classic christmas specials but it does it really well um i think it's great yeah um one last like christmas tv tape well Recently, we just watched the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, yeah. Um, the Lego actually, Star Wars Holiday Special. Not it the was original. cute. Um, yeah, not the, not the original. Um, but <laughs> the whole story of that was that Rey finds like, some Jedi 
place to help Finn learn or to be a Jedi or something. And she ends up accidentally going back in time to all of, like, the important events in Star Wars. So, like, Luke training with Yoda and um, the Death Star run and, like, some prequel stuff, too. And all these characters end up getting, like, mixed together. And it ends with, like, her, Luke, Kylo Ren, and, like, maybe someone else fighting against, like... But yeah, fighting against, like, Palpatine and Darth Vader and... It, it's all these like fun little like vignettes of old Star Wars scenes with like the Lego comedy and then they get like the Clone Wars voice actors for like Anakin and Obi-Wan and some other characters so I think it was... my favorite Sorry, I think my ahead. favorite moment is when uh, episode 1 Obi-Wan, episode 2 Obi-Wan and episode 3 Obi-Wan all meet up together and they all say hello there <laughs> yes like that. it was very self-aware there's like a scene where someone's talking about palpatine getting thrown down the reactor shaft he's like and there's no coming back from that like wink (laughs) um they basically just ignore the rise of skywalker except Mm -hmm. for like ray's lightsaber which that made me happy (laughs) but i highly recommend it's on disney plus it's like what like a half hour yeah it's it's cute and you know, if you're a Star Wars fan, especially if you're like a Lego Star Wars fan, I think you'll enjoy this. It's like just like a cute little holiday special about like being together on Life Day. Yeah, it's like it's Life Day. They say not Christmas, though. I yes. think it's also kind of funny, but uh, it's cute. You yeah. know, I think and I have the other like last one I wanted to say was there is a couple Christmas Mystery Science Theater episodes, but the mm. one that I think I would recommend to anyone who even just wanted to try watching the show is an episode called Santa Claus. It is a Mexican movie, like a movie from Mexico about Santa Claus fighting against a demon named like Pip or something like that. Oh, or no, his name's like Pitch or something. And it, it is the like a movie where this guy is dressed up in red paint with horns to be like basically Satan running around and trying to tell kids to be bad and (laughs) Santa like running around trying to stop that and stop like the devil and there's a scene where Santa runs out of like his magic dust to like return to the North Pole or something so he has to climb a tree to escape being attacked by a dog (laughs) and like (laughs) there's a bunch of stupid scenes like that there's like this little girl who is just hilarious and highly recommend like he has these the beginning of the movie he's up in the north pole playing the piano as kids from around the world sing about christmas and it's it's like one of the worst movies ever but it is so funny and i highly recommend um if you want a good laugh this christmas because it's like on youtube i think or that sounds tubi or something that sounds really really fun i might check that out so i want to spend the last little chunk of the show i'm going to talk about a you know, an age-old debate on the internet. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? So, I haven't seen Die Hard, Me but... <laughs> I think... Doesn't it take place around Christmas? Yeah, so the argument is... Uh, Die Hard takes place all in one day, and that day just so happens to be Christmas... And I was just talking to my parents about it because I was sort of polling them before the show. Oh, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? My mom was like, yes. And she said that, um, like, Bruce Willis in the movie, he's, like, at a Christmas party when, like, everything goes wrong. And, like, he needs to, like, see his family because it's Christmas. So she said if it wasn't Christmas, things would have played out differently. But I wanted to bring this up because, like, I haven't seen Die Hard, and you said you haven't seen Die Hard. But I wanted to sort of take this and, like, to open it up. Like, people say Die Hard's a Christmas movie because it takes place on Christmas, but most of it doesn't really have to do anything with Christmas. So, what qualifies a Christmas movie? Like, just the idea, just bringing up Christmas. Does that make it a Christmas movie, or does it have to be Christmasy? Um, like about Christmas. What do you think? I don't think it has to be about Christmas. Well, I think there's a difference between a Christmas movie and like a holiday movie. Like a Christmas movie 
I think like I wrote down some like kind of tropes like they always have like not always but a lot of times if it's like a family Christmas movie it'll have like Santa in it and elves and like things are happening for the holidays like Christmas is a central part of the movie I think for something like Die Hard or like I know Gremlins is one that takes place like around Christmas but I don't remember if it takes place like on Christmas like those are like winter movies I guess but they're festive enough that you can call them like a holiday movie but i think there is a distinction yeah like i was thinking about it like is nightmare before christmas a christmas movie or is it a halloween movie i think that's both i think it's perfectly acceptable to watch during halloween or christmas that is i i think i agree with that because like you know it's it's in halloween town and it's all spooky but like the majority of the movie is about christmas and yeah, like it's the about, movie like Halloween taking over Christmas. The start of the movie is the end of Halloween, so it's mm-hmm. it's more of a Christmas movie than Halloween, actually. Now, now that is a good question because <laughs> that's the one I know more about. No, yeah, I would say it's more of a Christmas movie, but it you can mm-hmm. watch it during Halloween. Yeah, and you know you think about all these classic Christmas movies, like we talked about Elf or Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, or um, you know. Christmas Krampus. Story, Home Alone, or Krampus, <laughs> but like they all, yeah, they take place around Christmas, but they also revolve almost entirely around the idea of Christmas, and you know they have Santa and the elves and uh, winter and all that. So those, it's like no argument there. That's a Christmas movie. But does the theme of Christmas make them a Christmas movie, or does the setting being around Christmas time make you know- it? I think another part of, like, a Christmas movie is, like, they always, a lot of times they will have, like, a message or, like, the spirit of Christmas. And, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes just, like, a holiday movie is just, like, it takes place then. Uh, I'm yeah, trying to think, like, of other movies that kind of deal with Christmas but aren't really that related to Christmas. Um, Let's look up Christmas movies. See, like, most of these are, like, like, if you just Google it, it's, like, Last Christmas or, oh, the one with Emilio Clark, or, like, um, The Grinch or The Nutcracker. Grinch classic. I also forgot about that. Um, um, well, it says, it says Gremlins is a Christmas fantasy movie. Okay. I think that might actually take place around Christmas, but, like, um, what's it called? Oh, like, The Snowman isn't a Christmas movie, but I would still say it's, like, yeah. A Christmas movie. Not a Christmas. Like a holiday movie. I don't know. That yeah, is hard. I think it's... Yeah. Oh, list, it lists Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard's on Hulu. I don't know if it's on the West. Um, but like... Oh, no, let me click this. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. This says it's a Christmas movie. What's this about? Um, Like a Christmas Carol. That doesn't really have that much to do with Christmas, but it is a Christmas sure. movie. I mean, it kind of... It's more about like... I mean, it focuses. It, it's like you know, being nice around Christmas That's true. time. But like, yeah, right. I think it sort of, you know, talks about, you know, being kind to everybody and not being stingy through the lens of Christmas. Like he goes, like it's the ghosts of Christmas past, Christmas present, Christmas yet to be. You're right. Yeah. Um. But before. let me look at this. Ghosts of girlfriends past. Celebrity photographer Connor Mead lives life in the fast lane committed to bachelorhood and simultaneous relationships with multiple women on the eve of his brother's wedding connor receives a visit from the spirits of his jilted lovers who take him on an odyssey through his many failed relationships and try to find out what made him such a cad if there is any hope of connor finding true love like no mention of christmas but like i i'm gonna assume that it takes place around christmas or maybe they say it's a christmas because it's like it's like a christmas carol but it says no, it says Ghost of Girlfriends Past features a wedding day and the day before rather than the familiar Christmas and Christmas Eve from Christmas Carol. So there's it, it, it's it's similar plot wise to a Christmas Carol, but it has nothing to do with Christmas. I I don't think so. Um, um like Home Alone like, is, is that a Christmas movie? I don't know. Like like Home Alone, that is a Christmas movie. At least the first one, but most of the stuff in it, besides like some themes, don't have that much to do with Christmas. I guess the family aspect, but like that movie, he's like just basically killing people and like 
setting yeah, up traps so, with Christmas music in the background. Yeah, so is that a Chris? Like people say, Home Alone's a Christmas movie. So is it just that it takes place around Christmas and like? Because then you gotta you gotta think about it. It's like is it the themes of Christmas, and like the spirit of Christmas, you know, whatever. It, does that make it a Christmas movie, or is it just purely the setting of Christmas? So I think it's I think it's an interesting discussion, rather than just arguing is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not. I think that sort of opens up a broader conversation about what is a Christmas movie. Maybe yeah. the meaning of Christmas is that Christmas has no meaning. <laughs> uh, Maybe the real Christmas movie was inside us all along. Wise Ovidisms. Um, wise Ovidisms. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I don't I know. It's an interesting discussion. It is definitely. Like, I'm going to be thinking about this after yeah. we get off of this. Well, you've got a whole month to think about it because it's December. I kind of like I don't know. That's I'm just gonna have to do some research. I'll just have to watch as many Christmas movies as possible. Sounds like um, a plan. Yeah, we'll I'll get through one. <laughs> I'll get through half of one, and I'll be like, yeah, I got busy. <laughs> um, I kind of forgot. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. Is um one we don't have to like get super into this, but one trope that I want to bring up real quick that I've realized is that. Christmas movie animation is either really good or it's terrifying. Um, yes. Because I was just thinking about this because, like, you've got classics like Peanuts, Charlie Brown Christmas, the old Grinch, even the new Grinch looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the claymation, like the old claymation, which can be a little creepy, but they're pretty good. And then you have movies like The Polar Express and kind movies of- like the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol that are nightmare fuel. <laughs> um, terrifying. Yeah, like, um, that is that is an interesting point. Like, it's either, like, really nice or really cursed. And, like, I remember watching the old, like, the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol in the high, like, when I was younger, and I was, like, legitimately freaked out. Like, it's it scary. is creepy. And it's, yeah, I kind of want to watch that now because I think it's on Disney Plus yeah. now. I think it's a good movie. It's just really creepy. Well, I think definitely tonight, I think I'm going to watch The Island of Misfit Toys and just see how much... No, I kind of want... That's another cursed one. I want to watch that now. Yeah. I don't Um, know if it's available anywhere, but I have it on DVD. I might even have it on VHS or something. Like, I don't remember. Well, if... I don't know. If I have it, I can bring it to the house and we can all watch it. That'd be great. I I have one more movie I forgot about. That I've never seen, but back because you just brought up VHS. Because when I was like younger, we had a little TV. We'd watch VHS movies on when we were sick because we couldn't like leave our room. And I had, I think it was on my Iron Giant VHS that there was a trailer for a movie called like Jack Frost or something. And the plot was Michael Keaton is like your typical like '90s movie father who works too much and. <laughs> doesn't have time for the kids and then he dies in a car accident and gets reincarnated as a snowman that might be the scariest looking thing i've ever seen and i'm gonna send you a picture of it but i kind of want to watch that too and the movie is about like him reconnecting with his kids as a snowman that's another example that i remembered of like creepy cg like (laughs) christmas creatures um Mm -hmm. that i just forgot about is it oh you just look it up? Oh, I just looked it up. It's cursed. Oh my god, that is very creepy. He's the world's coolest dad, and he's gonna prove it. <laughs> I think there's a scene of, like, in the oh trailer of him, like, god. snowboarding as the snowman or something. It's oh, bad. Geez. Like, I just googled Jack Frost, and I, I'm getting uh, Elsa plus Jack Frost from Rise of the Guardians. No. Back on the ship, and I'm like, ugh. I don't know. Bad, oh, but this like right. picture reminds me of that com- that commercial with the soup, uh, oh, and the wait, snowman. Oh, that's just a cute commercial. Every year, but it's like a more cursed version of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was that just you brought that into my mind. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to end it. Unless you have anything else. Um. To say. No, I don't think so. 
All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening and Merry Christmas. Um, Be sure to follow us on our social media. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WC in the morning. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Spotify or Apple podcasts uh, where this is available, where you're probably listening. You can check us out on YouTube as well. We try to post some episodes there. Uh, That's just Will and Christian in the morning. And yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, Go have a mug of hot cocoa, or if that's not your thing, have a glass of Sprite cranberry. Eggnog. Eggnog. Or eggnog, you know, I don't know. I like Sprite cranberry. I do uh, like Sprite cranberry, but Coke um, cinnamon. Coke they brought that back. I don't know. <laughs> pretty good. I thought it was going to be terrible, but I had it last year, and it was pretty good. I gotta say. Mm. Right, well, again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I'm pr- we'll probably we might be back before Christmas. We'll oh, see. Yeah, I'm thinking we will be. I, I mean, probably. Yeah. So this is not really, but you know, Goodbye. an early, <laughs> an early, <laughs> an early Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Uh, enjoy your December. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye.